Welcome to another day with Jesus. The power is where it's always been. The Word of God is alive. You are listening to challenging devotions and heart-inspiring conversations with Pastor Prigi and Rajmi Varghese. Visit www.pastorprigi.com for more resources. Good morning, my dear friends. Thank you for joining along on this morning's podcast. And like we do on every Saturday morning, uh, we are doing a special podcast this morning. And we've been studying on, on overcoming barriers, overcoming traditions this entire week. So we thought uh, it'll be good to have a conversation. And, and today I have my good friend, uh, Augustine, with me on this podcast. Augustine has been a part of our church for almost um, four months now. And uh, he he's a graduate from uh, SABC. Uh, he did his uh, bachelor's in theology from there. And, and now he's been part of our church team, part of our church leadership. He's been helping in a lot of church uh, work. And both of us have something in common, is the fact that we've come from churches where... Uh, there is, there is a lot of traditions. Uh, there are some very powerful churches, like for, the, for example, the church that I am coming from. Uh, it's it's an IPC church, and uh, there is some of the greatest ministers, one of the biggest ministers in India have come out of uh, my church, especially my church back in, in Mumbai. And, and the same thing, you're also, you were also part of the IPC church here, I assume? That's right. Yes. Yeah, you were also part of the IPC church, right? Yes. Um, so, uh, so I, I thought it'll be good to have this conversation, just to have a perspective. This is not to criticize the church, but to have a conversation on okay, what what are the what are the traditions, and what could probably be God teaching us to uh, say, hey, the new wine skins cannot be poured into old wines the new wine cannot be poured into old wine skins what did jesus mean by that just to just to put our brains behind it and just to have a conversation thank you augustine for joining along would you like to I, say i also want to just thank you for having me on this podcast and uh, everybody who's listening i just want to greet them in the name of jesus amen so i'm absolutely amazed you know that we have this topic so that many people can learn from this exactly exactly um, so the moment we say traditions the moment we say traditions, uh, I think I should be very careful and you know, I understand. we are trying to be very careful so that nobody is offended by it. Right, right. And uh, I'm not trying to, you know, even as I share this, we are not trying to uh, Put anybody be specific down. on somebody. Yeah. But it could be any church. It could be any church. It can even be our own church yeah, that we do here, that, that it can just become something that we practice can end up becoming a tradition. So we are not looking down on somebody else. I like the definition that my friend Adil Amin uh, told me. Uh, he said, tradition is coming to God today and expecting him to do the same thing that he did yesterday. Because our God is a new God. He, he, he has new mercies every morning. Yeah. If you go to God today, you need to ask God for something new, something afresh. You need to have a new song. Right. You need to have a new way of worship. And everything has to be new. So true. And so many times, anything that we repeat without it having a significance and a meaning and a scriptural backing right. can become a tradition. Right. So, so, so what is in my mind is, like, the moment we say tradition... 
there is there is prayer involved mm -hmm. and there is uh, people reading the word of god there is people mm. going to church okay but people doing this without knowing the significance of what they are doing mm -hmm. so this is what comes to my mind the moment i think about tradition okay so even i have been in that place where i did so much of reading of the word okay and i prayed mm -hmm. and you know attending services but i didn't really know the significance of what i was doing right so I think this is something that we literally need to come out of and God right. is not pleased by it exactly. by me doing that exactly yeah so 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 it's necessary for us to even identify what are those areas what are those things that uh, we need to probably work on uh, you know what has been your experience in uh, dealing with people churches uh, you know out of all the church exposure how long have you been saved uh, now agustin uh i've been saved uh, since 2007 2007 was when i got baptized okay okay so uh, since then i have grown up in a church atmosphere right and right. Uh, i've been part of the sunday class i've been part of the sunday class uh, leadership right and right. i have ministered in other churches other also churches. You've been in a Bible college. Yeah, I've been you know, in a Bible college. The Bible college, you would have had more yeah. exposure to churches. Yes, and I've been in uh, several other churches as part of my internship. Right. So I grew up in this environment where everything was so familiar for me. Mm -hmm. You know, everything was so familiar for me, uh, but I didn't really know why I was doing something that I was right. doing. Right. Right. I didn't really know that there is a real living God behind all these things. The very right. word. you know the very word that i'm reading i didn't really understand that there is a god behind it understand there is a power behind every single word that is written right right yeah so 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 have you seen other people like you have you seen other people who yes. struggle with there the same so thing there's so many people i would say there are so many people still living under the frustration of uh, not you know, having a real yeah, experience yeah but uh, i shouldn't i don't know if to say to blame people mm -hmm. but that is a kind of uh, uh, you know the upbringing they have brought in right right so because of their upbringing mm -hmm. uh, people are living in the in that in that frustration of not really knowing god yeah. and uh, i i think it's become from a place of a relationship whenever we make this relationship into religion mm -hmm. that is when it becomes tradition yes right like yes. see till the time it is relationship it is not not tradition for example mm -hmm. i i wake up and i kiss my wife every morning mm -hmm. okay now uh, no matter how many times i do that i still enjoy doing it i still love doing it why because it's a relationship so true but the day that i do it just because oh i have to do it Mm. you know what if what will she think if i don't do it that is the day when it becomes it moves from relationship to religion mm. like just as a duty that i i yeah. as a duty i have to yeah. you know spend some time with my children and i have to go to my church and i have to Correct. that is when it becomes a duty and a religion and that is where i think it becomes a tradition am i right what do yeah, you think yes absolutely so uh, you know in my life i have been in this place where i read the word of god and it really didn't make sense so i came to a point where i literally surrendered okay and uh, it started from surrendering before god and telling god lord i really need help mm -hmm. and this one verse from romans which says the for the gospel is the power of god right mm. so i began to pray like there are so many things that i'm struggling with there are so many habits there are so many things that i'm you know there are so many areas that i'm struggling with 
I was battling with a little bit of depression. I think so. I was going mm. into depression, mm. uh, so much of loneliness and all those things. Mm. And I, you know, I I came to a place where I said, Lord, I surrender. Mm. Now, what does re- this really mean? For the gospel is the power of power. God. Yeah. So. These are some of the initial stages when I really began to understand if this is a God, if gospel is the power of God, mm. let it work in my life. Yeah, that's true. So I really, I thought, okay, this has to do with some relationship now. Right. So I began to, in relationship with the communion with God, I began mm. to ask God, Lord, if gospel is the power, mm. so help me in the areas that I need. So mm. I tell you what. Mm. So there were areas that I was struggling to come out. Mm-hmm. You know, there were battles uh, in the in the areas of flesh. Mm. I was so easily, I, right. I, I literally came out of those areas, mm-hmm. you know, because I, uh, my relationship with God became, you know, like a relationship yeah. rather than a religion. Right, right. That's, that's, that's powerful. You know, when, I, when you were talking, I realized that one of the best ways to, tackle tradition is to ask questions yeah like when you begin to ask questions why am i doing this where is this taking me to mm. you know where in the bible is this written uh, asking questions can be a brilliant way to yes. identify traditions yes. and to not just to identify traditions but also to say hey uh, i don't really have a good reason for doing this over and over like there's somebody who met me uh, on the other day and he said, I don't have a good reason to go to church. And then I had to sit and explain to him uh, why we generally go to church, why we have to go to church, why it's necessary to go to church. And then then for me also, it was a fresh breather for me to ask those questions and say, hey, why do I go to church? Mm-hmm. You know, is it just because... I've been doing it all. Is it just because I'm a pastor that I go to church? Is it just because my parents have been going to church every Sunday? Why do I do? Like, why should I get baptized? Just because every young people in the church is getting baptized, should I get baptized? Why should I pray? You know, should I just be following the trend? Asking questions can help us find real answers from the scriptures and those answers can actually become truths that will just revolutionize us. Yes. And, and, and I, think, I think that so many times we have uh, so many mental blocks that, that we have in our head again uh, and that stops us from uh, overcoming traditions. Uh, you know. what, what are some of the mental blocks that you've, you've seen in people's life or, or you've seen or how can we overcome these mental blocks uh, in I tradition? I think uh, trying to understand that there is more than just, uh, you know, pleasing pastors. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, more than just uh, pleasing the leaders. And, right. You know, more right. than just being religion. If you come to that conclusion, mm. I think uh, that can, uh, like you said about asking questions. Yeah. I, I yeah. think we shouldn't be content or being, uh, being satisfied, satisfied with, what we with have, whatever what we, we are doing. doing. I think we need to uh, come to a place where we literally like mm. uh, I, I really want to know what I'm doing mm-hmm. uh, 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 if there is no importance in what I'm doing I think I have to come out of that's true that's true I think uh, I think it has to do with not being content yeah yeah uh, because the uh, because the moment you think about the word of God there is mm. so much yeah right? that's true the moment we think about prayer there's so much mm. talking to God and listening mm. from God so mm. not being content with those things and uh, mm. asking God I want more than mm. whatever mm. I'm doing that is that is that is true 
for me i'm also thinking that some of the sometimes my mental block can be because i don't see it like you know like i have because my upbringing has been different mm. i don't see what you see you know and that is where i think uh, uh, talking to people about it can really help because when you talk to people you they they give you a different perspective on the same thing that you've been doing for a long time mm. when you ask uh, questions to other people who are more experienced than you or probably who have had a different upbringing than you that mm. can help you change your mental block you know i forever had this mental block that that uh, against women preachers mm. you know i could never receive a word from a woman preacher you know one of the greatest in our generation of course is joyce mayer and uh, she would be all over television and i'll be like no way Uh, and i don't think she teaches anything good either i mean i used to be very condemned i used to be like i used to listen to her i'm like hey this is this is not taking anybody anywhere and and i i used to be very critical of it till i realized this is just my mental block against women preachers and the day that i was able to overcome that in my head i was able to after that i attended a joyce meyer conference and i i came back like saying Wow, I learned so much. It was just about my mental block that hey, women preachers don't carry too much. Yeah. Women preachers don't have too much content mm. and you know I had to overcome that. Have you mm. had any mental blocks like yeah, that? Yeah, yes. Um let's uh, let's I think to do with worship. Yeah. Because okay. my idea of worship has been more of, you know, like uh, some traditional churches we do with uh, being on the floor on okay. our knees. Okay. But uh you know uh but i didn't really again know why i was doing that right. because because i've been asked to do it mm-hmm. uh so that was my idea of what a worship was mm-hmm. you know um fast hand claps mm-hmm. and all those things there are some churches that do that mm-hmm. uh but the moment i understood that there is there are people who worship jumping mm-hmm. around because there is so much of joy in them right i didn't really could i accept you that that uh, idea of worship yeah Uh, the way that people were worshiping was uh, mm. for me the moment i saw it, it was crazy this is right. not the way you should be worshiping worshiping God, right, you know? right because i was like the real worship has to do with being on our knees and right you know, right right just uh, the moment the uh, towards the end of the every song the it tempo has to, has to really yeah. yeah these are the kind of things that i was uh, had, i you know the mental I had in blocks. my mind mm. but lord started teaching me that look i'm not just pleased with that if mm. they are doing with a good intention great right but uh, there are know, different ways to there are different ways there are different ways to worship god right you right. know that you can dance in the presence of god it's yeah. you know it's uh, and god is pleased with it right, and right. you can shout praises to god there That's are all true. kind of ways that we can worship god as far as we are uh, sticking to what the word says what the word says yes. that's perfect that's beautiful you know that that brings me to the point what are some of the traditions that that are there are in the church today what of which one of those traditions are beneficial which one of those traditions are not so beneficial can we can we kind of try and make some a list mm-hmm. i think one of the out of the top of my head i think were the styles of worship can be different styles some sometimes it can become traditions and you like we've been doing this all along we always only sing hymns and this is the way we we worship we always have three songs and it has to end like this its style of worship can be one yeah anything else that that you could uh, think of 
I think the Bible uh, talking about dressing. Mm. The Bible dressing does sense. talk about modesty, yes, which we yes. cannot deny. Yes. But uh, but there are traditional churches that mm. uh, in their mindset up mm. they have built it in such a way that mm. they know what a dressing has to be when you when come you to, go a to church. church yeah. uh, the color of dress. Right. Uh, these are the some of those. Uh, traditional yeah, I, I know churches that where uh, they wouldn't allow you into the church if you're if you're not dressed very well for a Sunday morning. Mm. You have to come in a suit and a coat and a tie and you know come very well dressed mm. to the church on a Sunday morning. Else they'll think, hey, you've just walked off the road and you've just come into the church. I think uh, you know. It is I I for me like if just this is just my perspective. Okay, you know people different churches, different yeah. people they are they are they are ministering to. When I go to church, I want to be free to worship God. If I am wearing a tie and a suit and a jacket, I cannot jump around. I cannot be free to worship God. I I would want to feel I would want to feel like hey this is this is this is where I want to enjoy God's presence and. You know, I, I think we should never make dressing senses. You know, dressing sense can be one of those things that can become traditional. Mm-hmm. Another one thing that I I remember that that we just discussed is, hey, everybody is getting baptized. Let me also get baptized. Traditionally, mm-hmm. everybody gets baptized by eighteen. Yeah. Why is your son not baptized? So He's true. already eighteen year old. So the elder starts asking the pastor, the father, hey, your son is not yet baptized. Oh, your daughter, she's. She's about to turn 18. Have you told her about baptism? Will she get baptized next month? You know, I think uh, all of these becomes traditions which are not very healthy in the church, right? Can you think of anything else? Yes. Um, thinking about jewelry, I think this is one yeah. of the most important. At least in India, it's very yeah. debated, yeah. highly debated and controversial topic to speak on. Yeah. I think maybe they started with a good intention, but... Uh, of course. Yeah. I, I'll tell you, the you know, some of the listeners, they might not know the story, but the fact is that the when the gospel came into the south of India, in Kerala especially, the, uh, the rich people would always have a lot of jewelry on them and they would come to church with a lot mm. of jewelry and these jewelry would be actually real gold. And the poor people, they would have absolutely nothing to wear. And there was this always this great distinction between the rich and the poor. So in obedience to James, you know, in the Bible who said, don't make distinction between the rich and the poor. In obedience to the book of James, they said, we will all give up our ornaments, all the jewelries, all the gold, we'll give it up. We will not wear any colored clothes because the rich could afford, the poor mm-hmm. couldn't afford, the mm-hmm. poor would wear only white. They said, we will give up everything just to be able to identify with the poor. And uh, that was the intention of not wearing jewelry and not wearing colored clothes to church. But today, it's with a different intention that, uh, you know, people don't mind uh, showing off their money in other ways. Like, you know, they will carry a a very expensive phone. They will carry a very expensive, they'll drive in a very expensive car. They have... You know, but the original reason for which they put that system in place, it was a very good intention. If you tell me hats off to the people who did that and 
no came up with that idea but but yeah today, but uh, talking from a theological point of view there is not a single scripture that backs uh, it up yeah that backs it i have read a thesis on that okay. there is not a single scripture if at all there is a scripture that they are taking it mm-hmm. and then trying to tell you mm-hmm. that this is a scripture that we have taken to tell right. you that you shouldn't wear a jewelry i think it is a pure uh, misinterpretation misinterpretation uh, of definitely the definitely in fact uh, I, i i was thinking that the only scriptural backing to it that there could ever be is where paul says hey i have to be a jew to the jew i have to be a gentile to the gentile so mm-hmm. I, if i see that there are that this church cannot afford wearing ornaments or this church does not wear ornaments and i am called to minister to them then i keep out ornaments and i go and i minister to them mm-hmm. but if i see that hey you know It, the church doesn't care about my ornaments or not wearing ornaments i might as well just be myself and and minister to them i think that's the the key to to not let legalism tell me do you have you seen any good traditions in the church what are some of the good traditions that are there in the church and something that we can learn and probably keep it keep it up yeah i think um, if you go to certain traditional churches mm-hmm. um, you will see people praying on all, on their knees yeah praying on yeah. their knees i mean i i love yeah. that i love that so this is a good thing good it's tradition a, of course this is a good tradition also. definitely yeah and there are people who walk around and pray i prefer walking around and praying yeah remember when i was studying in my college mm-hmm. because ro- uh, praying in the room would be a most uh, it'll be a difficult thing because right, there will right. be other roommates people, coming in and disturbed. there will be a lot of noise right. one of the things uh, me walking and praying is developed when i was in college right uh, i would just go to the park i mean in our ground our football mm. ground i would mm. just walk around and praying mm. and since then i just like walking around and praying That's so nice. there are times that i do kneel and pray i think mm. that shows our humility mm. uh, before lord mm. you know just like when we are worshiping mm. we lift our hands to god right, right? right. we clap our hands i think mm. kneeling is one of the postures that shows to god that we are, we are you know humble. we humble ourselves and it's a great thing as mm. far as again we don't mm. uh, make it a thing for everybody saying that if you don't do this mm. god will not hear your prayer mm-hmm. uh, i think uh, kneeling and praying is a great thing that is true that is true i i think another uh, good tradition could be a, a tradition of fasting and praying you know yeah. i mean like yes. the new churches new generation churches as they like to call it generally don't have a system or a time or a, a, a set pattern of fasting and praying whereas the previous generations they fridays is the day they fast and pray irrespective mm. of what happens irrespective of if they they are traveling or not they will just fast and pray during that day I think that's another good tradition to I mean anything that will help us walk closer to God right mm-hmm. not to please people none of these things when you're praying on our knees we are not doing that to please people we are that doing that in our uh, in our uh, acknowledgement of God's greatness in our life mm-hmm. and humanity the same thing with uh, fasting and prayer anything that we can do in 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 our love for God that will help us walk with God better I think that's definitely yes. a, a good tradition yes to keep to on that point augustine i know that you are moving to delhi very soon and yes and uh, for for all those who are listening to us on podcast we'd like to announce this right now the fact that uh, uh, revive nations as a ministry and uh, us as a church we're going to plant a church in delhi very soon and um, and augustine is the one who is pioneering this entire ministry and Uh, the church is going to be called beacon community church and he's we just at the moment researching ideas of the place and 
and which uh, locality will be the perfect place to start off in. Uh, so we are very excited, Augustine. Thank you for your heart for God and your desire. Now my question to you is, now that you're planting a new church, you've been in a couple of churches, you've seen so many churches, you've seen how over time traditions can creep into the church and it can actually stop people from receiving from God, right? Sometimes it can create mental blocks and sometimes it can limit God's move in a church. When you start your church, have you, have you thought on how are you going to stop tradi traditions, things from becoming traditions in your church? What would you do to uh, stop things from becoming a routine and a pattern and just a system and a religious thing? Anything that, you know, anything that we develop in mm. the church, it mm. ha the foundation has to be love. Has to be love. That's true. I think that I think I, j I just want to emphasize on that part. Mm. The love is the one of the best things that we need to emphasize on. Definitely. No matter what we do in the church, mm. whether we pray, I think mm. we want we have to emphasize that it has to be done with love. Love. That's so true. Whether we are doing any sort of ministry in the church, right? right. It has to be done with love. Mm. It is not because. I won't evangelize people because I'm supposed to. Right. It's because uh, I love yeah. those souls. You know, I I have to do because I love God and yeah. I have experienced that love personally. Love in myself. So I, I have to go out to the streets and help these broken people know exactly. that they are loved by this God. That's right. So it has to be with love. No right. matter what we do, whether it is the worship that we do, it has to be with love. Yeah. You know, uh, I think in First um, uh, Corinthians 13 verses 1 it says I could speak all languages of the earth and angels but uh, didn't love others it would be just another noisy uh, what's that symbol symbol okay yeah. so it would be another noisy symbol right. so it it has to be with love whatever exactly. we do love exactly. has to be the foundation I think that that's a very crucial point I yeah. think whenever we take love out of the equation is when it becomes a religion. It yeah. becomes a duty. Yes. There is no relationship anymore, mm -hmm. right? I think the one way to counter tradition is to just add love to everything, even you know, if it is towards yeah. people. So, we read the Bible. Why do we read the Bible? We read the Bible because we love God. Exactly. You know, we, we not love to preach a sermon, yeah. not, to, yes. not to prove that, oh, I read so much today. You know, there are things in the Bible which mm. is very hard to accept. Mm. There are things in the Bible which is, you know, so easy. It will mm. not uh, prick anybody. Right. But no matter what we do, it has to be done with love. Done with you love. know, even if you're preaching on a sin, look, this is what the Bible speaks about mm. this habit and mm. uh, uh, you know this character of yours. But we need to pre pre preach it with love. Exactly, you know? the love is everything. Exactly, that is when people will know that you're not trying to be traditional. Correct. For example, if I teach on marriage, you know, in a culture where homosexuality is practiced and accepted, if I teach on marriage and marriage in God's way, but I, I preach it in a very judgmental way, people will think, oh, this guy is just another traditional guy. But when I preach it in love, when I say, hey, this is, this is what God's word says, teaches about love, and this is, I love you guys. I'm not trying to, uh, you know, put you guys down, but I'm just trying to help you see the best outcome to your life. And the best outcome to your life is not this. Uh, when you teach them from a perspective of love, the Bible says, speak the truth in love. And uh, I think that's the best way to avoid uh, traditional 
systems from you know Correct. gaining hold yes. in our church especially in a new church plan yes. to to yes. to to base everything in a on on love yes. that that's that's very beautiful let me ask you one last question before we uh, finish you know jesus in his lifetime he he was known to be a man to break all traditions you know to mm. defy all their traditions you know? yes the pharisees and sadducees if jesus upset. was somebody who was living in this generation we can never accept him as a leader we would have never know? accepted him i mean he was very he was outside the the he was always outside the box we would have been those pharisees pharisees and yeah. sadducees who would have struggled so how can we meet it i think the best example the best thing to do is to love like jesus yeah what else can we imitate from uh, jesus learn lifestyle to learn to accept people learn to uh, accept people because yeah. there there would be all kind of people coming yeah. to your church yeah you know there would be people with uh, all kind of backgrounds mm-hmm. people who wear all kind of clothes right people who look different and right. no matter what they are i think accepting have because jesus accepted people right. he accepted some of the people who were even prostitutes and right, uh, right. tax collectors right. and he was with those people right, right most of the time that's right and i think accepting has to be very important learn very to key accept too. not that's just because you know it's all right mm. for them to leave forever no that's mm. not what i'm saying right. but uh, you know after accepting i think we were believing and praying for them and uh, exactly jesus and, uh, actually told them hey the the lady in john 8 yes, she yes. said go and sin no more yes. i'm not going to condemn you but go and sin mm-hmm. no more i think that's a that's a brilliant point where when we learn to love and also accept people unconditionally like jesus did uh, because it's so funny that the bible says that he did dine with tax collectors but at the same time he did dine with pharisees he he went out with sinners and at the same time he hung out with pharisees and sadducees which yeah. is a brilliant combination that he accepted he was not all out against pharisees and sadducees and saying i i, I hate you guys don't even come near me <laughs> he gave them most of his time and you know energy he also invested into them that shows how much jesus accepted correct yeah. that's beautiful I I had fun talking with you Augustine. Thank Me you too. for coming yes. on this podcast and and uh, and conversing. I hope that some of our friends they are blessed by this and guys if you are blessed uh, make take it to take a moment to just leave a comment on this uh, podcast and I pray and I hope that God will uh, uh, use you not only to defy traditions but also to set some new godly traditions. Paul in fact says to Timothy don't forget the traditions that you have received from us there are some traditions which are good traditions which are i i pray that god will help us uh, those traditions will actually become legacy you know for people to look up to and say hey this is how he prayed let me uh, walk like just that just adding on uh, you know one of the best tradition is again you know we've been talking about so much about love mm. uh Uh, you know cultivate a tradition of caring for people caring for people you know cultivate a tradition on uh, you know caring and loving for people this is exactly. the best tradition as a church you know as a church we can have that we can cultivate that's amazing that's amazing let's let's pray that some of our friends they will catch it and they will do the same this week if you are blessed by this podcast make sure to take a moment to share it with your friends and and family and let them be blessed by the same and god bless you for joining along today we'll just finish with a word of prayer would you like to pray agustin sure 
Father in heaven, we are grateful to you, Lord, that we could do this podcast together. Mm. Lord, there yes, are Dad. brothers and sisters who are listening to this podcast. Mm. Lord, we just pray that you would bless them, Lord. Mm. Amen. Lord, if they are in one of those traditions mm. and uh, something that is still not making sense to them, mm. we pray that right now that you would help them to cultivate a relationship in the season, Lord. Yes, Daddy. Yes, help Lord. them to know that the word is something which is active and alive. Amen. It is something that can speak to them. Yes. And uh, I also pray that every time then they are on their knees or praying, mm. we pray that they would they would be heard by God. Mm. Help them to understand that there is a yes. God who listens to them. Yes, Daddy. And cares for them. Yes, And Lord. loves them, Lord. Amen. Lord, I pray that let this be a season where they would walk in the relationship rather than religion, Lord. Yes, Daddy. And yes, we know Lord. that that is what you're pleased, Lord. Amen. So we pray that you bless each one of these listeners. Amen. I ask this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Augustine. How can people connect with you if they have to? Do you have a, a Twitter account? Uh... Yes, I do have a Twitter account. What's the username? Augustine Albert. Augustine Albert. Yes. So it's twitter.com forward slash Augustine Albert. Great. We'll put them put the link for people to follow you and keep in touch with you. Uh, thank you for coming on this podcast and uh, God bless you guys. I will catch up with you guys tomorrow morning. Make sure to subscribe if you have not done it already so that you can get the latest podcast in your phones. Have a great day ahead.